the lights are out. The game is over. But we're just getting started. It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up on the Bay Area Sports Station. 95-7. The game. It's Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Chris Townsend, Matt Steinmetz with you after a very disappointing loss for the Golden State Warriors, 123-117. to We have so much to break down tonight. The number is 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. The reason why I say that, because a lot of you could say back to me, Townsend, they're 44 and 14. No doubt about it. I understand. But here's the dynamic. The Golden State Warriors were trying to go into the All-Star break with the best record in the league for the fourth time, for the fourth straight time. No one had ever done that before. Because they lost and the Houston Rockets beat the Sacramento Kings, the Houston Rockets are going into the All-Star break with the best record for the first time ever in their franchise history. And according to ESPN Stats and Info, they've been around for 51 years. And the big thing, and I know we're going to talk a lot about this tomorrow from 3 to 7, also here on 95.7, as Steiny and I will be back with Guru, is there are 24 games left for the Golden State Warriors. There's 25 games left for the Houston Rockets. And since the Rockets have the best record heading into the All-Star break, they now control their own destiny to see who gets the number one seed. It's so tight, but they have the tiebreaker against the Warriors, two out of three, and they control their own destiny to get that number one seed. If you're a Warrior fan right now, you're, you're probably thinking one of two things. One is, everything will be fine after the break. They're tired, they're fatigued, they're not focused. They're not executing. They got a week off. When they come back, they'll be fine. Or you look at it and say, this team looks as beatable as they've looked in the Steve Kerr era. And the one thing that stuck out to me is that everybody seemed to think they were back okay because they won their last three games. But if you look at their last three games and who they played and how they played, you'll realize that they haven't played well for a while. They lost three out of four games, then they lost, and they lost two in a row of those three out of four. They come back home, they play Dallas, they play an awful first half, and they go into the break tied 60-60. to They end up winning that game. Then they play the San Antonio Spurs, who come in without four of their important players, So the Spurs are a shell of themselves. And then they play the Phoenix Suns, who are the worst team in the NBA, most likely right now. So, yeah, they won three games in a row, but pick apart each of those games individually, and you realize that it wasn't really much of an accomplishment. Now they have a tricky game up in Portland. They get beat again. I think it's fair to say that they haven't played well for weeks now, maybe coming up on a month. You might say, well, they're still 44 and 14. Yeah, they are. But you know what? They haven't played this poorly for this extended a period of time, again, since Steve Kerr's been the coach. 
And Houston's not acting like they're tired. And that's and one of the things that we're going to talk about tonight, we'll talk to you at 888-957-9570, and this is something that is very, very alarming, is the way they're starting basketball games. This is, I mean, you start looking at Matt. Yeah, give me some numbers. Okay, check this out. They have trailed by double digits in the first quarter for their last five games. And then this is the one that really, really stands out to me. Only eight times in the last 25 games have they taken a lead into the, into the second quarter. Only eight out of the last 25. Townie, it's almost incomprehensible. When you have four players in your starting lineup like they have, that's supposed to be the strength of the team. And it wasn't long ago, I think it was two years ago, when what they have, like four players who were in the top five in terms of plus minus. Well, I'll tell you right now, if they were, if they've been down uh, 17 out of the last 25 in the first quarter, chances are those guys aren't having a great. Uh, or as great a year in terms of plus minus. I, I don't. The only thing I can come back to is that they are a phenomenally talented team, and they're just not playing as hard as their opponents. I think that has a lot to do with it, and that is something that you would think will take care of itself as the season goes on. But there's only 24 games left. True. You know it, that is the thing about. The way the All Star break has been setting up in the NBA, it's not like there is this huge second half. That's this no is doubt. an absolute sprint. So the mentality is, as you're going into the All Star break, you're you're. I don't know what to really call it. I mean, we've heard limping, we've heard a lot of different things. They are just not playing up up to their standard. And what did you just say? They're not playing as hard as their opponent. So are they just that that how they come out of this all star break is going to be really, really telling because once again, Houston has to be smelling blood in the water right now. They gotta be looking up going, you know what? You know remember when they ran off the court game one and we made fun of them? Yes. And I remember saying, you know what, to me it kind of means something. Because they spent their whole offseason just thinking about Beating the Warriors, uh, being the uh, beating the Warriors. I say the Royals. It's been a long day. We've been here all day. Um, Daryl Morey talked about the obsession with beating the Golden State Warriors. He even put out on Twitter tonight hashtag Rip City. That's the general manager of the Houston Rockets. Very very odd that you would see that. But right now, Houston. Do you think Houston's going into the All Star break right now, limping and fatigued? No, I would think they're rejuvenated. I would think that they understand they got a shot at having home court. And I'll tell you what. I the, See, here's the thing. The Warriors can beat the Rockets or any other team without home court. But I'm not sure any other team can beat the Warriors unless they have it. So... The, this is this would be big for the Rockets to get home court against the Warriors because I think it's it's the first step they would have to take if they want to beat them. The number is triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. That's triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. Sixteen turnovers and Portland got twenty seven points out of that. Steph Curry. There's a couple couple things in this game. Steph Curry seven that ties a season high. 
The backcourt for Portland completely outplayed the Golden State Warriors. Lillard scored 18 points in the first quarter, and McCollum and Lillard outscored Clay and Steph 73-34. to So the big four, which you're talking about, oh, well, you know, it's it's the break. They're going to... They're going to hang out in Los Angeles, which is not going to be a big break for the All-Star game. No. I'll tell you what. If the Warriors don't have Kevin Durant tonight, they're not even in that game. I mean, they, he was unbelievable tonight, Kevin Durant. He was so good. And Steph just could not get anything going. He couldn't string baskets together. Uh, he was picked on at the defensive end. He turned the ball over too much. I thought the Warriors... I think one of the Warriors' big problems in the first quarter of games is that they don't move the ball like they move the ball once they get into the flow of a game. And what happens then is their their three-pointers are a little tougher. Players are doing more in isolation. And at the beginning of a game, those shots are even tougher to hit because you're not loose. You're not, you haven't worked up a sweat yet. Uh, so they, they've got to start moving the ball, I think, first and foremost. The number is 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. The Golden State Warriors did have 13 three-pointers in this game. So that means tomorrow Joe Lowe and Dibbs will give away a pair of JBL headphones tomorrow morning at 8-12. Don't forget, every single time the Warriors hit 12 or more three-pointers, the morning show will give away JBL headphones to a lucky listener. Want to hear? from you as the Warriors are going into the break 44 to 14 but they don't have the number one seed as of right now Houston 25 games left they hold the lead right now Golden State Warriors 24 games left we take your phone calls right here Warriors wrap up on the home of the Warriors 95-7 the game You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. And it's time for the play of the game, brought to you by American Express, proud partners of the Golden State Warriors. Jerkic fumbled it, lost it, loose ball. Who's got it? Curry comes out of the pack with a high dribble. Pass to McGee, right down the lane with a right-hand slam. What a pass. Steph Curry off the dribble. Just drilled it right down the heart of the floor to JaVale McGee. The big step and the dunk. My goodness. What a play. That was a big dunk, but not enough. 123 to 117. We're going to take your phone calls at 888-957-9570. Andre Iguodala and Swaggy P tonight combined for zero points. Andre Iguodala didn't even take a shot tonight in 28 minutes, 58 seconds. You know what, Townie? When I read the initial box score, I... I thought Iguodala went 0 for 3. And I said to you, look at Iguodala. Three shots in 29 minutes. I was wrong. He had zero shots. You had Nick Young. At, yeah. It was, it was Nick Young yeah. 0 for 3. Andre Iguodala didn't take a shot in 29 minutes. He had one that That's I thought... a problem. I thought he could take to the rack, and he passed it. He's, he's been passing doing that. everything. He's been doing that coming up for two years now in the regular season. 
every once in a while he he gets aggressive and and his shot looks good and he goes to the hole hard. But three out of four games, it, he just blends in and that's it. Yeah, they have lost four of their last eight and just one and four in their fat last five road games. Now the question becomes, and we're going to take your calls at triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. You know, the people want to say they're just playing possum or don't worry about it. It's all going to turn around in the second half. The only question is, is that this second half is so short. Yeah, you're right. Townie, listen, if if they get off to a two and three start in the second half or three and three, something like that, and Houston rips off three or four in a row, as I've said a lot, it's not like baseball. The NBA is not like baseball, where if you're down five games and you get a sweep and the other team gets swept, you're right there again. That These teams are so good. Both these teams are 60 on 60-plus 60 win paces, so they're not going to lose three in a row. You, you got to stay in contact with Houston because they have a game in hand, too. Yes, and... They don't play each other no. anymore, and that hurts. No. All right, it's time to hear from you, the fans, brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers. Keep it real. Make it Nation's. Let's start with Eric and Milbray. Lead us off tonight here on 95.7. Hey, guys. What's up? Uh, yeah, Portland really always a tough game, the place to play for the Warriors. Uh, you know Dame Lillard. Anytime he likes going against his hometown team, he brings it. But uh, just the overall perspective on the first half mm-hmm. uh the warriors bench man is going to be an issue uh i don't know if iggy is going to go into iggy mode in the second half or the playoffs everybody's saying that but i'm not seeing it um really everybody else really has been a disappointment outside of uh d west who's been you know consistently good all season our core four is you know the the best in the league we know what they can do but i just think the drop off there from the bench is what weakens the warriors this year and i think it's the they're going to have to need everything clicking with those starters because once they go to that bench, I think there's a, a major drop-off there. And Everett, Houston's a lot better this year, especially defensively. So, uh, And I'm surprised about how Harden and, and Paul have really gelled together because they're both the ball-dominant guys. They've really been the best one-two punch in, in the league this year. So, uh, And the West overall is just really good. I mean, from top to bottom, you know, even the bottom teams like Denver and even Utah who really give the Warriors some trouble there. So, uh, hopefully they get it going because I think they need home court, guys. I think everybody's saying Warriors can turn it on when they need to. They need that home court advantage because you don't want to have to struggle, you know, to go in these series because OKC really doesn't fear the Warriors anymore either. Uh, if they don't have the record, but you know, head to head, they show them they can beat the Warriors as well. So uh, we'll see how this goes, man. You need that top seed, and hopefully this break is a good recharge for them. Uh, thanks for the time, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I want to try to put home court in perspective. It's not the end of the world if they don't have it. We know that. The Warriors have won plenty of games on the road. What makes it somewhat important, though, is that it's a goal that Steve Kerr sets for the team every single year. That's their one goal. They don't put numbers on it. They're not looking for 65, 68, 62. They just want home court throughout. And and they're in danger of not getting it. Now, John Dickinson tweeted this out. Keep in mind, they were behind the Spurs last year on March 11th. So, and I think they went like 31-2 and two after that particular point. So, we know they have it in them, but 
the longer they play like this, the more you wonder if they can turn it on. Yeah, isn't this, we need to look at the Warriors and not worry about anybody else? I don't know. I don't know anymore. Listen, they have four great players. But after those four great players, they don't have anybody who's who's been really good all season long. Now, I know David West has been has had a great season, but he only plays 12 minutes a game. You know, they need they need Iguodala to be better. They need Livingston to be better. Uh, Nick Young has been a big disappointment and Caspi I tell you what, I have a hunch that he may not be around come playoff time. Just a, it's just a hunch, but if they if they see a guy in the buyout market that they want, they're going to have to let somebody go. And I could see it being Caspi. He just hasn't delivered. The number is 888-957-9570. We're going to take your phone calls. And that last caller said something. I wonder if it's true after all of these years. We'll talk about it right here. It's Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Steve Kerr says, let's go. KD fires for three. Got another one! And he's got a chance for another four-point play. Mo Harkless this time on the step-in foul. I wouldn't say going through the motion, but we have to have a more of a sense of an urgency when we're out there playing. Um, you know, team's not going to they up to play us. You know, everybody wants to beat us. Everybody's excited to play against us. So, you know, some guys are going to have great nights against us and make shots. And, you know, they knocked down some, some, about four threes, five threes in that first quarter. That got them going. So, uh, you just got to be prepared. I think it's going to be good to get away for a week and be ready to turn it up a bit when we come back. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Fifth 50-point game of his career. He was incredible tonight. Absolutely. I mean, he just... Chris Towns and Matt Steinmetz, when he gets it going, he's just he's unstoppable. You cannot guard him. The bottom line is the Portland Trailblazers backcourt is the closest thing to the Warriors backcourt in terms of off- offensive explosibility. Is that a word? Explosiveness. Um, they're, they're a little bit different, but... There's how many games do you watch the Warriors play when Curry and Clay are making shots and you're just like, man, these guys, you can't even stop them. Well, you know what? Portland can have games like that too. Maybe not as many as the Warriors, but they can have them. And tonight they had them. They, their guards are tough to defend, no doubt. Let's go to Adam on 680. Adam, you're on 95.7 Warriors wrap up. How you guys doing? Good. Really, uh, really enjoy the wrap up on the way home. Uh, got a chance to watch the game tonight, and it's just—it's a common theme. It's the, the bench. The bench is not contributing. You know, AI is just just terrible right now. But a lot of it's—you know—Steve Curry. He keeps coming these after after the game interviews. Oh, they're careless. They're careless. Even a guy in with zero shots in twenty minutes—that's careless. <laughs> Running a large lineup against the. The Blazers would dangerous lighten you up. That's that's careless too. You know, like maybe hand the clipboard to somebody again. You know, when you're when you're down twenty points, because that was just that was terrible to watch. You know, Steph kind of kicked it off and got him restarted. And when I saw Clay hit that that three, I think it was coming into the start of the fourth quarter. I'm like, man, they're going to ramp it up. They're going to get back to Clay. They're going to go back to basics. But I mean, it looked like the Pelicans out there playing all this individual basketball. 
you know, where's where's the team D? Where's the move? Where's the last pass? You know, I just I just don't see it. I, I mean, home court advantage is not that not that huge of a deal because you know they did so great on the road. You know, right when Steph came back from his injury, they had that that great run without him. And you know, I think they could lock it down against the Rockets. I'm not scared of the Rockets. You know, being a being a lifelong Giants fan, you, you spend a lot of seasons rooting for people to lose at the end of the season, and and you, these guys need to take it in their own hands right now and kind of not leave it up to that. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, the one thing that I've heard tonight from fans is that uh, you know the bench, the bench is a problem, and I don't disagree with that. But the starters are a problem too. They can't establish a lead after the first quarter. That's an incredible stat. 17 of the last 25 games, they've gone into the second quarter down. So the the starters are not helping either. And that's really what it comes down to. When you look at the bench, they are, you know, they're role players. And they're role players for a reason. So they're going to have nights when they're good and nights maybe when they're not so good. But you expect more from the starting five. And they haven't been giving it to you the last, I don't know, what, month or so? They've been in this little bit of a malaise. What the Warriors have, or really I would say the people who cover the Warriors and Warrior fans, is they have this All-Star break. Yes. So you have the All-Star break. Right now you're going to be able to say, you know what, everybody settle down. Things are going to be fine going into the All-Star break. The main thing is going to be how do they look coming out of the All-Star break. When you see the first couple games, now there's going to be, you know, there's not the toughest teams, but how are they going to play coming out of the break against the Clippers, against Oklahoma City? They're going to go on the road. They're going to take on the Knicks. That's going to be tough. They're going to take on Washington. And that's what I'm saying. To me, it's not about looking at the schedule and the teams. It's what are they going to look like in the first quarter? They're going to come out of this break if they're energized. Are they going to take care of business in the first first quarter? Because like tonight, they're down 40 to 27 after the first quarter. You don't always want to be playing from behind. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because that adage is true. You spend a lot of energy catching up. And then when you finally get, get even or you get real tight, you know, the you have a tendency to acknowledge that you got there. And tonight was a perfect example. The Warriors got down 20. They came back. They never took the lead, though. They got it even, but they never took the lead. One of the callers brought it up, and I think we'd have to agree on this. Teams are not afraid of the Warriors like they used to be. They may still not be as talented. As we know, hey, the Warriors got four All-Stars, you know, back-to-back years, never been done before. But just as an overall team, there is not that sense of fear. No, I mean, I, I don't want to say teams are catching up. But if more and more teams play this style or trying to play this style, And I realize the Warriors play it better than anybody else. But the more you play against the Warriors and the Rockets and these teams that are trying to do it, the better you get and the more used to it you get. And so you're able to defend it just a little bit better. And you're able to attack them defensively just a little bit better. It's, it's, you know, one of the reasons, you know, we all talk about their small lineup, their death lineup. 
when everything's going well and how dominant it was. Well, that, that a defense can't stay dominant for three years in a row. I mean, it's it, 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 teams are going to learn how to play against them a little bit better. And I think that's another thing that's just happened. I don't want to say the gap's closing, but it isn't as wide as it used to be. Triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. Let's go to Dre in Central Cali. Dre, you are on Warriors wrap up. Thanks for taking my call, fellas. You said it. Um, the starters. It's the problem. The second team just needs to hold serve. They don't need to be taking the lead back. It'd be nice if they did, but they haven't been doing that. They're holding serve. It's the starters. It's the problem. And my main concern is the guard play. They're letting guards go off on them. Lillard and McCollum are exceptional guards, but the losses that really hold in my head are the OKC and Houston. They were The guard play was just too much, and I seen OKC play last night against Cleveland. They made Westbrook look human. I know Westbrook can go off, and he can have an off game, but the two games he's played against the Warriors, he's gone off. And the game that we play against OKC a week from Saturday, that's going to be a telling tale in my head to see how the D looks. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. And Oklahoma City is a team that they've beaten the Warriors twice. So you'd like to think the Warriors will be ready for that game. It's going to be very interesting. See, I don't anticipate them coming back on, when do they play? Next Thursday. And just, I I don't think we're going to notice that they've quote-unquote flipped a switch. I think they're going to get out in the first uh the first couple games that they may look like these last couple games. I'm more concerned with over the course of the following week or two weeks, do they start getting better and getting more focused and, and playing harder and playing more intense. 24 games remain for the Golden State Warriors in the second half. 12 on the road, 12 at home. Three are against the Phoenix Suns. 11 are against current playoff teams. They got Oklahoma City twice, San Antonio twice. The Rockets, who now have their destiny in their own hands, they go into the break having won 10 straight games. They got a 10 game winning streak. They're going to play 12 on the road, 13 at home. They've got 15 against current playoff teams. So you would say Warriors favor there. They have an easier schedule down the stretch, as we're just going to call this thing a straight sprint coming out of Los Angeles out of after the All Star break. Let's go to Jerry and San Rafael. You are now on Warriors wrap up. Hi, good evening. Um, I think, guys, people are looking at this the wrong way. The Warriors are playing 82 games of the year. In other words, it's a one-and-done game for the people coming in. Let's take Oklahoma City, for instance. This is one of their games of the year. So they beat us by 25, and then the next game they go to L.A. and lose by 25. After the game of the year here, they just go back to their normal games and schedules and everything. But nobody's playing Houston. Right and going into Houston, like it's their game of the year. So the Warriors, they never, they don't get that break of just a normal schedule. Houston, there's nobody playing Houston as a game of the year. And then when, like this is one and done. But when it comes to the playoffs, it's not a game of the year and one and done. You have to beat us four times. That's a different deal, you know. Well, so these I- these teams. They're coming in here, playing their game of the year, but then they're just going back to normal after that. But nobody's going into Houston with the game of the year. Well, you know what? I think, I think Jerry, you bring up a legitimate point, but 
they've been the game of the year for teams over the last two or three years. And this is the year they haven't looked as good as the other four years. If you, you know what I mean? So you're right. I mean, teams get up for the Warriors, but teams have been getting up for the Warriors. But yet, this year, they're not winning as many of those games. Going into the All-Star break, so this year they're going to go into the All-Star break 44-14. and 14. Last year they went into the All-Star break 47-9. and nine. The year before that, 48-4. and four. And then the year before that, 42-9. and nine. This is a point that I made a long time ago. I, I still, no question, think they will win the NBA title this year. It's just what's no going to... No question? Yeah, I think they will win, no question. But it's the next couple years... When we start talking about playing in a whole nother long playoff season, the next couple of years, the motivation, Steve Kerr, the want, the desire, the chip on your shoulder. See, I think that's going on right now. I, th- I think there's no doubt there's a little bit going on right now. They're going to overcome it this year. It'll be the next couple of years to see how they handle it. It's, As we uh, all know, yeah. it doesn't last forever. Bill Walton even brought that up tonight. No, I mean, you're right. This is it's not easy going to four straight NBA no. finals. And I get I understand they're bored. I understand they've they've lost a little focus, but there's no guarantee that they can forget turning the switch on. It's can they become as hungry as they've been in the past? And human nature makes that difficult because you've won two out of the last three titles. It's it's not easy. Triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. We continue with your phone calls. Warriors wrap up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Lillard had trouble with the dribble. Spins Curry through a screen. Dribbles on McGee. Leads in left hand layup. Good. Damian Lillard has an 18-point quarter going, and the Warriors are down by 20. I loved our fight tonight. Last three quarters, we fought like crazy. But it's hard when you dig yourself a 20-point hole on the road against a great offensive team, and then you get and decide, okay, we're going to play. We're going to play now. No, it's too late, but I liked our fight. Uh, but we got some things to clean up. Um, we got 24 games left, stretch run. I like where we are. You're listening to Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. Coach Kerr brought to you by Walnut Creek Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, where saving is simple online at walnutcreekjeep.com. I like how this sets up. This is going to be a lot of fun. This is going to be truly scoreboard watching. It's going to go by really, really quick. We'll all get a little vacation, get out of here for the All-Star break, come back, and then, like I said earlier, the Rockets, as of right now, have their destinies in their own hands for the number 1 seed. Can they capitalize on it? You said during last break, you know, the Warriors are going to win it, or you still think the Warriors are going to win it. Well, what I the way I would look at it is this. I think they're less like I think they're less likely to win it now than when the season started. What do you think about that? Like if they had a 90% chance to win it back in October, I'm dropping down to 78% now. They're a 3 l- out of 4. They're a little more vulnerable. Yeah, they are. I they think that definitely would, are. I would think that would be the word. And a lot of it, 
I don't think is physical. A lot of it is mental. This is a team that, and it's and it's around everywhere. I mean, how many times has Raymond Ritter come up to us after games? Well, they've been playing a lot of games. I mean, they've been drilling in their own minds. We've played a lot of games, had to go to China, tired, need to get to the All-Star. Just all of this kind of kind of negativity about how much basketball that they have played over right. the years. Because I don't think they've gotten less talented from a physical standpoint. I just think, if anything, they've gotten a little more vulnerable from a mental standpoint. I don't think there's any doubt about it. And I think physically, I don't know how you can ever measure this, but they've got to be a little worn down physically, too, I would think, after three, four years of this. I mean, they've been they've been playing a lot of basketball, especially their star players. And, I mean, four straight years are going deep. I mean, Olympic Games. Yeah, I mean, it's it's... But you know what? If you want to be the greatest, and if you want to be amongst the greatest, before you win an NBA title, you have to play the regular season. Yeah. Well, you know, the other thing I was thinking is, you know, we've got a McCaw injury and a Jordan Bell injury. And this is where the placement of the break maybe gives you a little bit of a false sense. You know, by the time McCaw gets back... Yeah, he's only going to have a couple weeks, two, three weeks to get it together before the playoffs. And I don't know when Jordan Bell's coming back. I think the hope is that he'll be back in a couple weeks. But, you know, then he's got to get it back. So they got to get moving. Let's go to Charlie staying up late tonight on the East Coast of New York City. Good evening, Charlie. Hey, what's up, fellas? How are you? Um, I just, I want to, everyone keeps talking about flipping a switch with this team. Um, I'm actually with Matt. I'm a little concerned, uh, about this Warrior team. They, they, um, this is the longest stretch of inconsistent play that they've had in the Steve Kerr era. So, and I can understand when they play a team like Phoenix or, or Dallas and they're, they're sort of just rolling the ball out there and trying to win the game just on sheer talent alone. But what's concerning for me is these games like Portland or OKC on last Saturday, where those, you know, those certain markers on your schedule that, that they, you know, the, the, they're not getting up for. So, so that to me is a little concerning. And I'd be very interested about after the All-Star break, because if they were to play Houston right now, say the series was to start tomorrow, I don't think the Warriors would beat Houston. Houston has this hunger and desire. Um, you know, Harden and Chris Paul haven't won anything. Most, I would assume most players on the Houston roster uh, haven't won anything, whereas, uh, you know, the Warriors obviously have won two out of the last three. So uh, I'm really con- interested to see how they finish the season. And um, one last on the side note, it's interesting how uh, Nick Young and Caspi play great against Phoenix, and then tonight in a game where you needed Nick Young to hit that three from the corner, he clunked it. So uh, their bench, you know, I'm just concerned about them as well. But overall, I don't know if they're going to flip this switch. Yeah, I mean, I, thanks for the call, Charlie. I, I, I'm not going to disagree with you. Uh, the, how do you measure hunger? I mean, how do you measure it? How, how do you know when you get a little, little fat and happy? And who could blame them? You know what I mean? They're they're. It's going to be fun. It's really going to be fun to watch the last 24 games in the playoffs. 
And if they turn it on, then it'll just be another, it'll be more proof of their greatness. And if they don't turn it on, we're going to be saying, you know, they were having trouble back in February. Nobody wanted to listen. So that's that's what makes sports great. Do you know where you never have to flip on the switch? (laughs) I actually do. I do. That would be Arlo, my friend. Arlo Arlo is there 24-7, 365 for you. You never have to worry whether Arlo's going to show up in the first quarter. They're going to be there all game long. 1080p HD cameras, smart home security cameras. They are the very best in the business. Night vision, 100% wire-free. And always you go, guys, I want to get my hands on the product. I want to see it. They now sell Arlo at Best Buy. Very easy to go check it out. Two-way audio. So you can be sitting on your couch. Someone comes to your door. You can talk to that person from your couch and find out why are you at my front door. Especially when I'm on the couch. And I don't want to get up. It's smart home security. I'm telling you, you worry less, you live more. Make sure you go check out Arlo at Arlo.com or at Best Buy. Warriors with the loss, 123-117. to 117. They have lost four of their last eight, one and four in their last five road games, but it's now time for the All-Star break. We'll be back tomorrow from 3 to 7 with the Guru taking your phone calls at 888 957